This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, you think people get worked up talking about bacon? Wait until we start talking about your pets because people have a lot of questions about that. And this is something new for me. I did not know that pets can get allergies as well. I mean, I get allergies and this is the time of year when they're really starting to ramp up. But pets also get allergies, and they may not be so seasonal. So Dr. Jennifer Adolph is back with us today, the Senior Pet Nutritionist at Pet Curian. Uh, she's here with us in studio to talk about this and your pet. And Dr. Adolph, thanks so much for being back with us. Thanks for having me. I didn't know pets could be allergic to things. They can have environmental allergies, flea allergies, as well as food allergies. How would I know? I mean, my dog sneezes. Does that tell me anything? Yeah. I mean, most dogs <laughs> will sneeze once in a while. But no, the more common signs are itchy skin. They may kind of obsessively lick their paws. Diarrhea, ear infections can be typical signs of, a, of an allergy. Okay. So a lot of them, you know, scratch all the time anyway. Like what on their skin might be unusual that we could notice? Um Kind of if they, they might actually lick their skin raw. Oh. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's more than just the, you know, Regular general cleaning. There's, it's it's more than that. Okay. Yeah. But how would we know what they are allergic to and what can pets be allergic to? That's really the challenge. And so environmental allergies and flea bite allergies are the most common types of allergies. Food sensitivities are also an issue. So an ingredient in their food could not work well for them and that may disagree with them. And so it's something to talk with your vet about if you have a concern. I just realized as you were talking, did you see that look on my face? Like I had an epiphany while you were talking <laughs> that that's what my dog has is a food allergy because we, oh, I had no idea now. It turns out I thought my husband was just being overly sensitive towards the dog, but it turns out he might have actually known something because there's only certain types of food that my dog can eat that are okay with his system. Okay. Does he experience yeah, diarrhea? Di- yes, exactly. Yeah, Dietary yeah. problems. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a food intolerance. It's like in humans, you know, some people don't do well with, with lactose or um, people with celiac disease can't take gluten. So some dogs just react to certain types of ingredients. And so you just have to try to avoid those ingredients. Interesting. Because we tend to, we probably chalk that up as, oh, he ate something or they ate something bad. And sometimes that's what it is. Dogs are a little bit... They'll eat anything. They'll eat anything, right? Yes. Okay. So can you test for something like this? There are um, allergy tests. They're not 100% reliable. So they're a good place to kind of start to maybe identify some potential allergens. But for for food allergies, the gold standard is really to do a, a homemade elimination diet where you really control what ingredients they get. You, you put them on that diet for a, a length of time. It has to be monitored by your veterinarian because oftentimes they're not, you know, fully complete and balanced in terms of their nutrition, right. but it's the way to identify which ingredients um, are not agreeing with them. Okay, so then you would just like every week eliminate something and see if that works? You would you would create a, a diet that's very limited in the number of ingredients that are included in the diet based on their history, based on what you think works or doesn't work, and then um, and then try them on that diet for about eight weeks to, and right. only feed them that exclusively to see if it if their symptoms are alleviated. 
Um, Pecarian also has what we call limited ingredient diets. So these are diets that are complete and balanced, but as, have as few ingredients as possible to try to see if that will work for the animal right. to, so that they don't react. Because some pets have a very sensitive system. Like I had my, uh, the first dog that we had could eat like garbage and per- be perfectly fine. And right. this, this, this dog we have now, we love him to pieces. We've had him for five years. He can only eat certain things. Otherwise, he will get that upset stomach and it and it varies a lot from dog to dog and that's why at Picurian we we say that we we don't have a one for all philosophy not every diet will work well for for every pet okay so what other things uh might a dog be allergic to uh, other than food environment or flea bites well flea bites are actually a, a very common allergy so even just one flea bite can cause quite a, a, a reaction really? they cannot they can be like us they can be allergic to grass to to dust mites to to really pollen to anything that that we can be allergic to as well things so, like cigarette smoke too would that might potentially affect? yeah wow yeah. okay uh and i guess for we just always ignored this before or are we just having a better understanding now of what dogs might be facing i think so i think awareness you know um, dogs are becoming more more of our family members. They're in the house more. We don't want to live with their symptoms, so <laughs> we want them oh, to be happy and healthy. There's another good symptoms. Then do they throw up? Maybe, maybe that could be a, an adverse food reaction. Sometimes, again, dogs just get sick. But but if it's a frequent occurrence, it's definitely something to speak with your vet about. So when you talk about food ingredients, are there like common ingredients that dogs might be allergic to? Like, are they more allergic to like wheat or soy or corn? It's it's really hard to study that. The, the studies that have looked at that have found that there are um, some ingredients that are a little bit more common than others but it's it's really on an individual basis when you're trying to figure out what your pet might be having an adverse food reaction to like i notice at the um, pet food store these days there's a lot of grain free uh food product pet products right is that good like should i be picking grain free um so grain free is a nice option some dogs do really well on grain free some dogs are some dogs or cats actually do better on foods with grains. So like the the grain free trend is really a, a nice option to provide more variety of foods for pets to see what they tolerate and and do not tolerate. I thought maybe that was us projecting our dietary trends onto That happens animals. as well. That happens as well, of course. <laughs> we are talking to Dr. Jennifer Adolph, who's a senior pet nutritionist at Pet Curian. That's a family-owned pet food company that's based in Chilliwack. We're talking about potential pet allergies uh, that you may not realize that your dog has an allergy to things like cleaning products or dust or food ingredients, perhaps, things in their food. So we thought if you have any questions, give us a call, 604 604- 280-9898. Now, Dr. Adolph, I've got a text here. Allison Burnaby has sent us a message and she says, we recently bought some planters and my French bulldog slash Boston Terrier is eating the soil from them. And she wants to know, does that suggest that my pet is not getting her dietary needs met elsewhere? You would want to just, you know, check their diet to make sure that it is a complete and balanced diet and make sure that it is providing all the nutrients. But my suspicion is that it's not, is that for some reason that soil is extra tasty to your dog and <laughs> you you may just want to discourage that behavior. Sometimes there's no rhyme or reason, right? Sometimes there's not. 
That is so true. So see how it goes on that. I guess it would depend on the type of food that the dog is being fed as well. Yeah. So something to look for on on your on your food is the nutritional adequacy statement. And so that statement tells you what the food has been formulated for. So first of all, whether it's a dog or a cat, and then also for the the age of the dog. So whether it's for puppy, adult, senior, or for cats, kitten, adult, senior, um, or it may be for all life stages, which means it's for an animal of any age. So that's always something to check and, and to make sure that it says that it's a complete and balanced diet, which means it has has all the nutrients the animal requires. Okay, sounds good. Hopefully that'll be helpful for Alice. We have uh, Willie on the line from Burnaby. Hi. Hi, good good afternoon. Two questions. Yep, go ahead. One one question and one comment. The dog in the soil, my question would be to ask whether they have any bone meal in their planters. Because dogs love to go after bone meal. Good Good call. Okay, and your question? Okay, so my question isn't specific to allergies, but I've been a professional dog sitter for 15 years, and I have noticed an increase in the incidence of pancreatitis. I've also seen a number of dogs where the owners have kept them on the same processed dry kibble for years. They don't change, they don't add anything, and I'm wondering whether your doctor has seen any relationship, correlation between processed foods and things like pancreatitis. Okay. All right. Thank you for that, Willie. Uh, so, yeah, I guess, should you change your dog's diet up? And what do you think? So, pancreatitis, one of the risk factors for pancreatitis is a high-fat diet for dogs. And so, um, if, if pancreatitis does develop, then a lower-fat diet is what is recommended. Um if, if the food is complete and balanced, change is not required. But I always say that variety is the spice of life. And why not, you know, treat, provi- your, dogs treat your dogs to something a little bit different. For, for some animals, change is not good because like your own dog, if, if you have diarrhea or vomiting on certain foods, then, then change may not be a good thing. Yeah, but, we can't do that. We yeah. notice right away. Like if it's even one week's difference, we notice. Yeah, so it really is, it depends on your animal. My, my own dogs, I can mix it up as much as I want and they're fine. And, and I like doing that for them, but you have to really figure out what works for your pet. And does it matter if it's, she also asked if it does it matter if it's always dry food, like do they need a balance of anything else? So for dogs, um, they're very good at drinking water, just always providing them fresh water. They will, they'll meet their, their fluid requirements that way. For cats, uh, they're not as good at, at sensing their hydration needs. And so um, either wetting their kibble or, providing a wet food um, helps them to make sure that they get in take in enough moisture interesting okay let's see here we have brian on the line from white rock hi brian hey Simeon, and to your guest uh we've got a 12 year old golden doodle who's just a wonderful dog and uh, every year she seems to have a problem in around tied around the uh, seasonal allergies where we back onto a park there's a large, large alder tree and she'll just rub the top of her nose raw basically um, I think it's because she's so itchy and just wondered the doctor's oh. thoughts on that. Um, and we've heard some people say they give the dog a Benadryl or something, and that, that can help uh, a scaled-down version, obviously, for their weight and wanted to get her thoughts on that. Okay, let's hear about that. Doctor. Yeah, yeah, definitely speak with your vet about that. There might be some medication that you can... 
um, use some antihistamine to, to help with that. Also, you know, try to, if you have identified that it is a particular plant or tree that is a problem, you know, trying to keep it away, away from that. Or if it is exposed to it, um, you know, rinsing their skin, rinsing their fur afterwards to try to remove the allergen might be useful. And so dogs can take an antihistamine? Yeah, um, yeah, they 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 can, um, but that's something you would want to speak with your vet about before to make sure you use the right drug and the correct dosage. You know what I'm so impressed by, though, Doctor Adolf, is how clearly we are all closely monitoring our pets. We really are. It's great, right? isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like that. People know intimately, like, oh, I think my dog is missing this, or I changed this, and and that just is. Uh, do you think that's like something that we've doing more recently in the last twenty years or so? Oh, definitely. As they become more and more like our our family members. We were really concerned about their health and well-being. No kidding. We are on it for everything. Uh, let me go to Laura Lee. Hi. Hi. I'm just wondering if, uh, and thank you for taking my call and for your guest's advice. Panus, that's P-A-N-N-U-S, which affects the eyes. Is there anything seasonal related to that with ultraviolet or is there anything that uh, foods or supplements might help? Oh, okay. Let's ask about that. Yeah, so so I'm a I'm a nutritionist, not a veterinarian, but um, that's something that you would want to speak with your your veterinarian about, as I I'm not as familiar with that condition. When in doubt, go see your veterinarian for right? sure. For sure. Uh, when it comes to pet food, though, we have seen what a huge difference that can make for so many pets. Um, but is meat okay too? Like, there's a lot of vegetarian uh, diets now out there for dogs as well. Like, do they need to have meat in their diet? What pets need is they need the full complement of essential nutrients in their diet. For dogs, that can be met through a wide variety of diets, both plant-based or or foods with meat. For cats, it's harder to meet all of their nutrient requirements without animal-based ingredients. And so... Um, First and foremost, you need to consider the the nutrient complement in your pet's food. Because, like, I feel like my dog, which is a chocolate lab, could live on sweet potatoes and bananas. That and would he, not be complete. I know. <laughs> but that's what he loves. Like, right. he can actually hear his hearing is so good. If somebody just like you know, when you peel a banana and you just that first little break that you make off the top of the my banana, dogs too. Yeah, can hear that from any part of the house yep. and just come and just sit there because he wants a bite of a banana. Absolutely, that's weird though, right? Like, why no, do dogs no, love my, bananas my, so much? dogs do that as well really yeah huh interesting okay so then in talking about pet allergies how common do you think they are that's a hard one to assess because um food allergies mimic environmental allergies in terms of their symptoms and so we don't really know what the prevalence is but um like you said because we are getting more in tune with our pet's health they do seem to be coming becoming a bigger problem. Right. And what do you do with a dog? Is this also a food problem or a diet problem if they are eating things that you really don't want them to be eating? <laughs> I think I know what you're thinking about. Yes. yes dogs, um, some dogs have a tendency to do that. It's not a, it's not a favorable I liked, habit. I had three emails from people asking me this question. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's a hard one. I had one dog who did that. I could never break her of it. And there was no rhyme or reason for it. It's, it's often female dogs because they're used to cleaning up after their puppies and their litter. It's kind of ingrained in them to, yeah. you know, I keep love, clean. I also but... love that you knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> I didn't have to say it. So you're saying there's nothing you could do about that? That's not food related? or It's a behavioral issue more so okay. than, a, than a food issue. It's not a dietary deficiency or anything not, like that? Not usually, no. 
All right. We'll see. You've given us a lot to think about today, especially when it comes to dog allergies. We thank you very much for your time and for joining us. Thank you very much. That is Dr. Jennifer Adolph, who's a senior pet nutritionist at Pet Curian. That's a family-owned pet food company based in Chilliwack. We've been talking about pet allergies. And here I was just giving my dog a hard time all the time, thinking he was just sensitive or overly sensitive. Turns out he probably does have a food allergy. I'll go home and tell him I'm sorry about that.